Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Well, pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good Monday afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Eagle Hour, Monday edition, wherever you're listening on our Super Talk stations around the state or perhaps online in another state. We're glad to have you today on the Eagle Hour. We're very excited about having head football coach Jay Hobson on the show today. He'll be joining us here in just a moment. Kelly Sander, who is back in Atlanta for some reason, I guess we'll find out later. He'll be on the show later as well. I want to remind you, though, about the opening segment of the Eagle Hour every day, sponsored by our good friends at Dickie's Barbecue Pit. We just think it's the best place you can enjoy barbecue in the world. They cook it seven days a week. Uh, you can have it delivered to your home. You can pick it up through the drive through or you can now go in with limited seating uh, inside the restaurant, if you choose to do that, but however you choose to enjoy Dickies, we encourage you to do that. Proud supporters of the Eagle Hour, proud supporters of Southern Miss Athletics. All right, we start off a new week with a very special guest. We're happy as we can be to have head football coach uh, Jay Hobson join us on the Eagle Hour. Coach, uh, thanks for coming on board. Appreciate you having me. Thanks for you. Well, first of all, Coach, I want uh, on behalf of all of our staff to extend our condolences to you. We know you lost your father this yeah, month, and uh, that's a tough that's a tough day for everybody, Coach. And uh, yeah. and uh, we're very sorry that you had to you had to endure that. Well, it's uh, it's never a fun time, and uh, he was certainly a, a hero of mine. And I'm blessed to have him, and my, I really did have a true blessing. His last day, I was able to. Uh, with COVID, you know, I haven't been around my mom and dad. So that that Saturday, I was able to uh, go up and spend the day with him, and he actually passed that night. So mm-hmm. it was a true blessing to be with him on his last day on the planet. So uh, I was I was truly blessed by that. Well, our sympathies to you and to your family, Coach. Thank you. All right, Coach. I wish you know we have you on the Eagle Hour. I wish we could talk to you just about the X and O's of college football, but. Um, uh, in preparing for the interview with you today, I, I was reading this morning uh, now over 125 D1 football players testing positive for COVID. Clemson, Arkansas State, Marshall, Kansas State, Houston, LSU, Alabama, Auburn, Baylor, Boise State, Florida, Iowa, Central Florida, Louisiana, Lafayette, Mississippi State, and now the latest Ole Miss reporting uh, outbreaks of uh, COVID uh, with their kids who are on campus voluntarily working out now 10 Ole Miss players as of this morning in quarantine. Coach, uh, you've been around a long time, uh, and I I know that you don't have a crystal ball, but when you look ahead right now uh, at at this college football season, A, how different is it than anything you've ever dealt with, and B, what what would you say today uh, you think we can expect uh, regarding football this fall? Well, those are two great questions. Hey, it is certainly, I think, every coach in America would probably agree with this. It's the uh, oddest and, and just the uh, most difficult uh, year as far as it's hard to really uh, prepare and 
and understand, uh, you know, you know, usually as coaches, we're planners and we like that, you know, we like patterns and we like rhythm and we like, uh, making sure we're preparing, uh, right now. That's kind of been on a five or six month hold. And, um, you know, and even some voluntary workouts don't really quite cut it, you know, and so, you're you're in, we're in a phase right now that's kind of uncharted territory, and, and we're on uncharted waters because we don't really know again um, what's going to happen and when things are going to happen. And and to answer your second question, you know, I really I wish I could give you an educated answer, but I really don't know uh, what's going to happen. I don't know what the uh, what the decisions will be. I just know is. Like most programs, we have to prepare and plan and be ready uh, when the time's called. But one thing I do hope as a football coach is I do think this. I think we've either got to play, we've got to make a decision to play or a decision not to play. I don't think uh, – I don't see how it works if it's a lot of inconsistencies with week in to week out, uh, guys on, guys off, guys that – that just almost seems more hazardous than the other. So I, I think I think there'll come a date. I don't know when it is where I just truly believe that we've got to make a decision before we want to do this year. So you think right now whether or not there would actually be a football season is something that no one really knows. I don't think anybody. I think everybody's hoping for it for sure. And I think that's something that uh, we're all we're planning for, but. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't think any of us are genes. We don't know what the uh, what, what's going on, and, and to me, we've got to. You know, I think as coaches, I think one thing that and we all want is we, we if we want to be able to prepare, we want to be able to play and do it the right way. So um, you know, but right now we're preparing to play. And we we're counting on the season, but a lot of difficulties, and you know, and I know. There's a lot of difficulties and a lot of unknowns out there, too. Right. No question about it, Coach. Luke? Coach, uh, good to talk to you today, man. Always uh, appreciate Luke, your time. Always a and, and Yeah, brother. And, and for our listeners, no one out there, Coach Hop coached me four out of the five years I was at Southern Miss, and, and our relationship goes way back. But, but Coach, the NCAA has approved. Uh, you got voluntary workouts right now, and you and I were talking right. off air before we came on. July 13th, that's when voluntary starts. And it rolls all the way up until September fifth. Uh, it's it's just crazy. You guys missed the spring, but you're really not going to have that much in that first ten week or that ten day session, you no. know, July thirteenth to twenty third. It's just more like really, film work, right? right? Really, as the season starts right now, unless unless the game is scheduled week zero, week one, uh, a week one start would be July thirteenth, a week zero start would be July sixth. But that's that's just two weeks of basically uh, mandatory film. You know, just just two two hours a week, and so what you don't have is you don't you still, and also it, it turns workouts, weight workouts, mandatory instead of voluntary. So, you know, what you need is you're getting about you get about uh, you know six hours of, or eight hours of weight room work and. You know, a couple hours of film are turning uh, mandatory, so that's you know, eight hours a week is all that's mandatory. And then after that, two weeks later, we get into a more advanced mandatory stage where, you know, you can develop your walkthroughs and things of that nature. But, uh, you know, it's, 
it's definitely, I would say it really starts to get more. I mean, it's good that the, the weight workouts become mandatory on either the 13th or the 6th, but as far as football and really playing football, you know, we still, that stuff really won't happen until early August. Yeah, August 7th when regular preseason practice can begin. We Correct. talked about it a lot. You know, it's a, it's a special challenge not only for every program but you. Uh, Tim Billings moves to the offensive side of the ball. Akeem Davis moves to the os- offensive side of the ball. Uh, Tony comes back in as your defensive coordinator. But the, all talk has been on Matt Kubik. He's bringing a new offensive system in. How difficult is it for Jack Abraham and your guys on offense, uh, man, to, to learn a new offense without spring training? Well, it's never ideal. Um, you don't go through spring, you know, but the one positive I think for us this year is we're an older football team. And I think that's one thing that um, certainly helps anytime you go through an adversity like this where you're limited by practice time and you're limited on those things. I do feel like, um, you know, we've got some age, you know, a lot of guys that are starters this year have got a lot of experience, you know, up front. This will probably be our most experienced offensive line. We've had back Jacks, been a two-year starter. Uh, and we've got look at, you know, we've got running backs that have all played, um, and you know, a lot of experience there. I feel like our linebacking core is experienced. We got guys like MB Showers, Mitchell, um, even Malik Shorts who started some games um, last year in the back back end. So I do feel like, uh, you know, like in any football season, uh, you know. You're, got to stay healthy and you have to uh, but at the end of the day there is some experience coming back so that helps in this type of diversity we're talking to head football coach jay hobson glad to have him on the eagle hour we're going to hold coach over about the uh, hit a three-minute break and uh and continue our conversation with coach hobson real quickly want to remind everybody about dbat and d1 training facilities here in hattiesburg brand new state-of-the-art uh, sports training facilities. I'm sure Coach could uh, talk to us about that when we come back as well. How important training is for football and every athletic endeavor. DBAT set up to help kids uh, with baseball and uh, softball training. D1 uh, set to uh, help athletes of all sports get to be the best they can uh, for their sports by getting expert training. They're located on Hardy Street in the old Getty's Pizza Building. You can't miss it. State of the art facility right here in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and we thank them for coming on board with the Eagle Hour. We've got head football coach Jay Hobson with us today, a big golf tournament coming up. We want to talk to Coach about that. Also, I'm going to ask him to reminisce a little bit, too. He's a longtime USM guy, and uh, he was there for some of the really great moments. So I uh, look forward to having Just that Just don't talk bad about me. That's the yeah, only thing. Yeah, we want to get Coach's opinion. I'm going to talk about Luke. Right, and, and, and whether punters are real football players, we're going to ask Coach Hopson that as well. That's right. Luke was a gamer. When the Eagle Hour continues. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Welcome back. Glad you're with us this afternoon. We're visiting with head football coach Jay Hobson on the Eagle Hour. This segment of the show is sponsored by our good friends down at Campus Bookmark, right on Hardy Street, across the street from the Southern Miss campus. Now back open with very safe shopping indoors. Uh, you can shop 
Monday through Saturday at Campus Bookmart on Hardy Street. If you prefer, you can uh, still make your selections online. Just go to campusbookmart.net and uh, pick out your apparel or household item or just whatever, and uh, they'll deliver it right to your front door. Kelly Sander will be joining us a little later in the program, but for now we want to continue our conversation with head football coach Jay Hobson. Coach, uh, you've been around Southern Miss a long time. I've been around Southern Miss a long time. You have been there for some of the glorious years and uh, did a lot of coaching uh, defensively for the Golden Eagles when, you know, we were just perennial national uh, contenders for the best defense in the country. Uh, How how often do you uh, or are you able in today's world to use that history and that heritage uh, to, you know, to talk to kids and recruit kids to your campus? How, How big a part of that is uh, is your recruiting effort? Is the history of Southern Miss football? Uh, well, I think it's everything. I think one thing. I think it's one thing. All our recruits know when they get on campus, uh, they actually learn the history of Southern Miss immediately, and uh, we show it to them. Uh, they they watch videos. They they see all the the games, the great players. I think it's it's important for them to understand the tradition of the black and gold, sort of the nasty bunch, all the great traditions that we have um, you know and again you know they'll see all the big games and the wins of Alabama Nebraska LSU Auburn you name it Georgia uh, certainly um, you know Miss Mississippi State I mean those are things that uh, um, you know we, we talk about and uh, it, it was a uh, and we'll have, we'll, think we'll have a video that goes through the years and like you talked about some of the great moments with wins in the Rock, or, you know, against NC State or Virginia, Kansas, or TCU. I know we also have went up and beat Kentucky a couple of years ago. But those are those are things that we talk about. We talk about our tradition, um, and um, our kids get a feel for that when they see those those videos and they understand this is what you're signing up for at Southern Miss. You know, that any anybody anywhere anytime. You know. It's, something that we've always been about. That's our slogan, and that's how we feel. Coach, I'm going to say this. I don't take this the wrong way, but this has always seemed a little odd to me about you. You're you're a guy that played football at Ole Miss, but i got to tell you, Coach, you just – you've always struck me as being a Southern Miss guy. You just seem to be so comfortable here, and you just seem to be as much a part of this program as anybody that ever played here. Well, I am a Southern Miss guy. I've been here – most of my, there's nowhere I've been anywhere close to as long as I've been at Southern Miss, and and you know I've, I've been blessed to be as a head coach and assistant as a defensive coordinator on teams that beat SEC, ACC, Big Twelve, you name it, opponents. And uh, I've been blessed to be on some championship teams, and, and uh, you know we certainly uh, had some great moments in the Rock, and what I remember vividly was the TCU game years ago. That was a great, great great moment and uh but you know coming out of high school i basically uh you talked about my father's passing at the beginning but Dyer Carlisle was recruiting me here for coach comedy and i was pretty much coming here I was pretty much about committed and you know, it's always tough when your father went somewhere else you know what i'm saying he <laughs> he kind of he kind of laid the law down to me a little bit and uh I can remember calling coach comedy and telling uh telling him that well i'm not gonna go to old miss and he gave me. He handled that with as much class as you have ever heard, and won my admiration. And then when I was blessed at GA for Curly Holman, 
and then I coached for Jeff Bauer. So three old Southerners coaches were part of my DNA as a football coach. So I think I completely understand the, the Southern Miss. I always tell people I was recruited by Coach Carmody at GA for Coach Hallman, and I coached for Jeff Bauer. So three old Southern Miss coaches have been a huge impact in my life, and, and uh, I certainly uh, can't thank them enough. And again, I spent most of my time with Jeff, and he taught me a lot. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm a black and gold guy through and through. And, and then when I came down here for my first trip, and I've been here three times as a football coach. Hattiesburg is a place that I fell in love with and, and uh, have always been in love with. Real quickly, Coach, where, where does Jeff Bauer, in your view, stand when you, when you look at, at at the history of college football coaches in America? Where, where does Coach Bauer fit into that? Oh, he's one of the all-time greats. You know, you got to you got to give um, Jeff just a tremendous amount of, of credit because you know one thing I, when you think about Jeff is you think about his consistency. You know, Coach Bauer was extremely consistent. And uh, I think we had a run of 17 straight winning seasons. And you know, Coach Coach Bauer was an excellent, uh, you know, an excellent football coach. Did a great, great wonderful organizer. And a wonderful, just uh, all phases of coaching. I learned a lot from him. There's so many things uh, that we do today in our program that are a direct reflection of what uh, Coach Bauer did. I think there's a Southern Miss way, personally. And I don't know if Coach Bauer learned that from Coach Collins or whoever. I think there's a way that, that you do it at Southern Miss. And I think a lot of the old hands, like Luke, could come back to practice right now and he'd know exactly where we are at practice and what period we're in. Um, we don't change that. And I've always felt that. Of it. When you're Southern Miss, you have to embrace you know the, the, the way we play. We're a physical, tough, hard-nosed football team. That's what we've always been built in. I think that was one thing. When I came back here, we talked a lot about the physicality of the black and gold, the nasty bunch, the truth of this. I wanted to be true to was, uh, you know, we're looking for a southern this guy. You know, we're looking for a good man, a tough, hard-nosed guy, and a guy that does things right. And um, I'm blessed to have outstanding staff and good outstanding players here. That you know, we we got southern this guys all in the building. Right. All right, Luke. Uh, finish up with Coach. We got three minutes. I know we want to talk about his his uh, upcoming golf tournament. Coach, uh, don't sweat it about going to Oxford. We all make uh, life mistakes. <laughs> yeah, redemption is sweet. So. But you overcame it, Coach. We're proud of that. Yeah, you you overcame it. Huh? Um, well, I actually wanna, did leave wanna, Ole Miss. Now you know, Luke. I got to stop you now. I probably am the only coach in Southern Miss history. I left Ole Miss to come back to Southern Miss as a coach. And so I don't. Most guys have gone on to the. SEC. I left the SEC to come to Southern Miss, so we like. I don't that. know if there's a other Southern Miss guys or anybody that can say that. No. So at the end of the day, you, you uh, redeemed us because Tyrone left us to go to the SEC, then you left the SEC to come to us. So that's why we like you, Coach. <laughs> we greatly appreciate it. So, um, a couple quick questions. You know, just our, I know our listeners want to, and then I'll, I'll get to the the golf outing. Um, a lot to be said. There was a lot of moving. A lot of people hit the portal, particularly in the quarterback position. But I know you're excited. You get Jack Walker coming in from uh, from Northwest Community College. But particularly wide receivers, people are excited about Antoine Robinson, Daquan Bailey-Brown. You look at Brownlee from East Mississippi. you got a whole lot of talent for Jack Abraham to throw to out there. Yeah, we do. We felt like we, we had an outstanding uh, recruiting class at wide receiver. You mentioned uh, a couple of guys. Um, but we've, you know, Jason Brownlee's a young man, and Antoine Robinson are two men that we thought were two of the best receivers in 
the Mississippi uh, junior college system. And they're really, with Mississippi boys, we know a lot about them when they're in high school, too. And so, and of course, Antoine was coached she, with Antoine Cash, and you know Antoine uh, Luke, and, yeah. and I can remember him talking so highly about him in high school. So to get him was a was a big get, and he's doing outstanding here in school. And, and uh, then to have Jason come aboard, you know, we felt like that was a huge get. And I was blessed to be able to go up and watch Jason play on our off week. And you know, he's got a great combination of size and speed. And um, and then when you talk about uh, Daquan Bailey Brown, Daquan was a, basically the Kansas Player of the Year in their JUCO system. And then uh, also we we brought in the young man Tyler Kennedy. So one thing we felt like we did, and, and not to mention a local guy, because I'm gonna forget somebody naming all these names, but locally we thought we got an outstanding young freshman receiver in Brandon Hayes, and Brandon's got a, a tremendous yep. amount of upside, and, and so what we did was we redshirted some guys too, like Antavius Willis, uh, Chris Groves, uh, Marcus Jones, some of those guys we redshirted that we were extremely high on at the end of the season. So we do feel like with, with Tim and Jalen and those guys coming back, um, Jack's going to have plenty of weapons out wide to throw to, and we're certainly excited about the addition of, of uh, Frank Gore and Don Ragsdale, uh, two uh, yeah. guys in the, running, in the backfield that we think also have big-time playmaking ability. So we were conscious of that, and we wanted to make sure we restock with playmakers. That's right, and we're excited about those playmakers. A little less than a minute left, Coach. July 18th, people can come out and see you. Uh, we were joking. They, they probably won't see your golf game or yeah, my golf game, yeah, yeah, but a great outing July 18th the park, at the Hattiesburg Country Club. Right, they come out and watch me swing. I might turn around the car and head back out. But uh, <laughs> I, we'd love to have uh, guys come and sign up for our golf outing. It's July 18th at the Hattiesburg Country Club. It basically it's just a big football fundraiser. Coach, thank you so much for your time. I hope you have a good and happy, safe summer. We'll keep plugging your golf tournament for you. Look forward to talking to you again closer to football season. Look forward to it, guys. I appreciate y'all having me on. All right. Coach Jay Hobson, everybody. Head football coach, University of Southern Mississippi. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. Back on a Monday. Thank you for tuning into the Eagle Hour. Really appreciate Jay Hobson's time, the head coach at Southern Miss for uh, football. Joining us in those first two segments. If you missed it, you can go back uh, later today on demand for the Eagle Hour and listen to Coach Hop talk uh, about the reality of the COVID situation, uh, talk about the, the schedule going forward with the team, and uh, of course his golf outing, the Jay Hobson golf outing. July 18th uh, at the Hattiesburg Country Club uh, from about 12.30 to 6. Uh, entry fees for individuals. You can enter as an individual. You can enter as a team. 
prizes, and of course, you can go uh, online uh, or contact Nikki Madison, Nicole.Madison at, ES, at USM.edu. That's the J-Hopson Golf Outing on July 18th, brought to you by KLM Transport Services and our studio sponsor, First Bank, Luke and Bob from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. If uh, you're looking for a good lunch, go see our friends at 4th Street Bar and Grill. They serve an eight ninety five daily lunch. Comes with a drink, and uh, you won't regret it. And we appreciate 4th Street Bar and Grill and their proud sponsorship of the Eagle Hour. Kelly Santer actually on the road. Now, whether he took that earlier road trip in the summer, <clears throat> not sure, still trying to figure out. Uh, I think Bob's still getting uh, invoices and receipts back on that, on that trip, seeing whether it was real or not. But Kelly's actually on the road. And, uh, Kelly, you have found some Washington Redskin fans in the ATL. Yes, still in the ATL. We'll be here through uh, through Wednesday. And I, I was at a beer garden yesterday just enjoying a nice Sunny, sunny afternoon, and a couple guys get out of their car, and I, I noticed the redskin tag on their on their car. So I begin speaking with them immediately, and I I, I said I, I know why you guys are coming to a beer garden to drink heavily if you're a redskin fan. <laughs> <laughs> He's going, oh man, don't don't be like that, man. Don't be yeah, like that. And then, then you told him you were a Bengal fan, and he he's, his defenses went way down, right, Kelly? Well, no. Then then he said he knew why I was coming out of the beer garden. Correct. As he was going and, and I do want to one of them. One of them would get a picture with you, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, because because nobody would believe that anybody in their right mind would be a Redskins fan. So we actually have proof <laughs> that. And he and he gave me a hail to the Redskins and. The other guy that was with him wouldn't even stand in the picture because he said he didn't want anybody that didn't know him to know that he actually <laughs> okay. was. Okay, okay, okay. And uh, and I appreciate you sending me that picture, Kelly. It, it just made me feel good to see one of my brothers in arms with you. And uh, I think secretly you've become a Redskin fan. You're just not trying to let on. No, let me just say that I, I appreciate what Redskin fans go through. Me, like probably few other people. Right. Well, being a Bengal fan. Well, I, I do appreciate you sending me that picture. That that was very very nice, and uh, he uh, no doubt he was a highly intelligent he, individual. So, <laughs> but he but Bob he included you a club level ticket. I mean, because it was five bucks anyway, and you know everybody's got five bucks to, to throw away with. But right, Kelly, for real, sticking right. with the theme of the NFL, if you go to the ESPN, if you go to ESPN right now, and you click on the New England New England Patriots depth chart. Starting at the quarterback position is Cameron Newton. Your thoughts? We talked about this a long time ago on the Eagle Hour, and, and if memory serves, I think we kind of thought that this was not going to be a real good idea if it were to happen, just because of, of the personality rubs uh, that you would think that, that Cam Newton and um, and Bill Belichick would have, because Critics of Cam Newton. I happen, you know, I happen to be a fan of Cam Newton. I think he's always been a good quarterback, and I think he has a really good skill set. But people who have criticized him have always said he's kind of been a me guy. You know, that he's always more worried about you know uh, propelling himself and not necessarily the team. And that certainly, if that's the case, that certainly is not the type of guy that Bill Belichick is. So, and you don't know, you don't know what motivated this signing too. You know, after Belichick really picked his talent apart and, and maybe determined they couldn't win with the guys they had, he really had nothing to lose. And if you were going to go with a free agent, your, your choices were limited. You know, so um, we'll see. You know, um, like I said, I, I think he has a good skill set. But, you know, and he, mentally he says he's ready to play. But you better be if you're playing for um, the emperor, you know. 
You think he'll start? Sure, I do. You do? Yeah. Seven and a half million dollars. Isn't that what they paid him for one year? Yeah, and I think no, like it's, it's only it's only one million. It's only one million. It's the league minimum, and there's been some Richard Sherman and some other guys have kind of voiced complaints about that. He has up to seven and a half million in incentives. Okay, in incentives. But it's another one of those things where Bill Belichick gets talent for like nothing. I mean, he's just he's a master at doing that. But he's but he's he he wants it done a certain way, and you know we've learned on this show too. That, that athletes that are coming up through the systems now, they're not into old-school coaches. Old-school coaches don't tend to do well with these new-age athletes. So we'll see, you know, we'll see if, if oil and water do mix here. But uh, that's, that's what the Patriots have got looking at right now. That's what they're looking at. But I'll tell you this, Kelly. The potential is there. You know, he's got a lot of skill and a lot of talent. And if oh, I, I, I agree. If his head is right. And he listens to Belichick, and, and he's, his shoulder is healthy. Cam Newton could be a force. There was a time he was clearly the best player in the NFL. Totally agree, and I think the one-year deal, there, the, the Patriots just want to kick the tires here a little bit and see if they've got a good car under them still. Um, so, you know, we'll see. Um, Baseball-wise, you guys, in the majors, of course, the major league teams will be announcing their, their 40-man rosters and their 20-player developmental roster to see – We'll see where these some of these Southern Miss guys uh, land. Nick Sandlin uh, from Cleveland Indian Insiders think that he's a, a shoe in to make the 60-man roster. Uh, maybe not the 40-man, but the but the additional 20. So again, the teams have until later on today to make those public as to who are going to be on the 40-man roster and then who will be the additional 20. So good luck to some of our Southern Miss guys out there. Of course, Matthew. I don't know if you guys mentioned this. Matthew Gidry is stalwart. Uh, Golden Eagle player out of Oak Grove High School. Did have another year of uh, eligibility back, but uh, has announced that he's done with baseball and uh, going to get on with his life. And Matthew Gidry brought a lot of skills to the table. And uh, so we want to salute him. Did you guys already talk about that today? Uh, no, we didn't, Did Kelly. Not. But, but I'm, okay. I, I'm glad you brought that up because I know you, you coached him at one time. Am I correct when he was younger? Yeah, yeah not a lot. Not a lot. Yeah. But, but yeah, he was, uh, he was kind of in that group of guys. Yeah. You know. uh, well, put in perspective, because I know you follow the team closely, put in perspective where Gidry stacks up in the history of Southern Miss players. I, I, think, I think he's going to be remembered as, as really one of the best we've had. I think what, what's most notable about Matthew Gidry is that coming out of high school, um, he, he you know he wasn't one of these guys that everybody was drooling over, you know. In fact, he, I, if memory serves, I think he committed it to a JUCO out of uh, out of high school, and then at the last minute, uh, some guys left Southern Miss or transferred or, or never came to camp, and then Gidry got the invitation then. But man, you talk about a guy that really stepped up his game each and every year. Right. Um, you know, coming up through the high school ranks, wasn't really wasn't that much of a power hitter. Not a guy that you'd consider to be a power hitter. But continued to develop uh, power through his college years, and defensively was was really solid. And again, Gibbery was is not that big of a guy. You know, and he's he's mm-hmm. probably a five ten, five eleven guy, which by college standards is not a great big guy. Um, but could really swing it from the left side, and he always wanted to play for Southern Miss. And those are the type of guys you really want. The guys that want to be there right and, and there have been so many from oak grove kelly that that go there is it just the proximity of the school or is there is it is it that 
those kids just see the people that went before them and and want to follow? What do you what do you think is what do you think has been the secret to that connection? I think the, I think the high school baseball in Lamar County and Forest County as a whole, the youth the youth programs have just been terrific. Great feeder programs. You know, Hattiesburg has put you know kids in the big leagues and uh, and Oak Grove as well. But I think a lot of it, Bob, the biggest piece that the fan base needs to take a little bit of credit for this is that guys, when the the, the ability to stay close to home where the relatives could come and see them play, but the fact that their friends and neighbors and people they go to church with are also going to get to see them play. Right. And the, the festive atmosphere there is in the roost, and you know there's always going to be a big crowd there. Don't ever underestimate how important that is. Um, right. We talked about all these guys transferring to with these new rules, um, and we've already had some guys, you know, leave Southern Miss. Well, the Auburn shortstop, John Griffin Bell, who signed out of uh, Mobile, Alabama. John Griffin Bell is transferring from Auburn, and he's going to Pearl River Community College down in Poplarville. So more more talent landing up in uh, in Poplarville on the baseball side. So, right. again, we're going to see a lot of players starting to do this now with these new rules for the next couple of years. All right, Kelly, before we hit the break, about 30 seconds, let's be honest. Kind of fill our listeners in. Have you been hanging out with some of the gangster rapper guys you know out there? Well, yeah, they they, they don't want me to say publicly that they're down here. Right. You know, who who specifically? Because you know they kind of like their anonymity. Right. Meanwhile, protecting my house, I've hired Paulie Mangiafrito and the, and the pit crew. It's not a, it's it's not a <laughs> no. racing team. It's it's Paulie and his four pit bulls that he positioned strategically around my house the garden the estate out there at canebert did you tell them did you tell them that your your uh official name was the dng well they they kind of already tell them you were the official you you guys once didn't know that but but they don't get dng official yeah you don't pay him in cash either he gets paid by the gram or the ounce whatever he's in the mood for that day just going to let that go, and I'm going to a commercial. <laughs> I, th- I think he... I, yeah. Forget it. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by Toyota of Hattiesburg, located on Highway 98 in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. You can also find them online, toyotahattiesburg.com. Luke and Bob from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. And Laurel, Matthew Gidry rounds out a uh, amazing career, and like we uh, Kelly told us last segment, he's uh, he's moving on with his life, finishes his Southern Miss career in 178 games, starts 154 of those, bats 321 with 19 home runs, 152 runs, 130 RBIs, and he would make our boy proud. He was hit, Bob, by pitches. 40 times yeah, in his career. It's kind of a go. Michael Sterling want to be there. Yeah, we're going to try to get him on the show later this week. I'd like to talk Actually, to him. Actually, Sheila, 
Sheila just walked in, scheduled to have Matthew Gidry tomorrow. Yeah, good. Matt Gidry's going to be on Eagle Hour tomorrow. All so right, good, good stuff. We'll thanks thanks for that, that Sheila. A um, couple news and notes. You can go online. Southern Miss fans have until 7 p.m. Uh, Thursday to vote on the women's basketball all-decade team. You can go on the women's basketball page and uh, vote for uh, the all-decade team for women's basketball. Also, we brought this to you before and during the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, SouthernMiss.com and our athletic department trying to, to bring awareness uh, and appreciation to former athletes that are now serving in uh, as a medical professional today or this week. The healthcare spotlight, Sarah Bell, who played volleyball from 2015 to 2018. She's currently enrolled in the physician assistant program at Hardin-Simmons University out in Abilene, Texas, and we appreciate Sarah and her commitment with her career uh, to be a medical professional guys uh, the most shocking news story of the week uh, comes to us courtesy of espn.com johnny manzel is now saying at this point in his life he is ready to concede that get this hold your breath his football career is probably now in the past did he have a did he have a career at all <laughs> what, what constitutes a career right well he wasted an opportunity because he was getting paid one. there right yeah yeah. <laughs> and, we saved, and we saved this biggest headline for the end of the show out of Conference USA. Just when you thought that 2020 couldn't get any worse with the COVID-19 pandemic, the killer hornets supposedly in, invading sometime later, and now the supposed dust storm from the Sahara, which turns out it's not dust from the Sahara at all. Apparently... Somebody has opened up the UTEP trophy case. <laughs> On a windy day, right? <laughs> and it's, so it's it's not coming from the south at all. It's coming from the west. <laughs> it had been that long since a new trophy had been put in the case, right, Kelly? <laughs> that, that, that much is, dust had built up. Why, how do we ever get anybody from UTEP to come on our show? The way <laughs> we trash them like that. The UTEP well, trophy case is plugging the no, whole but remember, southeastern U.S. They may not have any trophies, but they have the most presence on social media than any other school. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So for heaven's sake, once you get that cleaned up, please close that trophy case back up so we can breathe again. Yeah. <laughs> Have I ever told see, you how strange you really are? I have. You don't, I have see, Bob, you don't yeah. get that info on any other news. No, stuff, no, that's why people hours. tune in every day, I'm sure, is for information <laughs> yeah. like that. Who knew? Well, well, that's... that's Nobody but saying. Kelly Sander. Nobody knew. That's why we're setting the record straight here today on the show. So it's not uh, dust from the Sahara at all. One thing so is for sure, we will know if there's anybody associated with UTEP that listens to the show now, <laughs> won't we? <laughs> we'll find out in the next Look, few hours. As the president Ladies would and say, gentlemen, this is how it works. Ladies and gentlemen, this is how it works. Kelly will come on during commercial break, and he'll tease us, and we have no idea what's about to say. Bob is wondering whether or not he has a job. I don't get paid, so it's no loss to me. And then Kelly just drops it on us. He tells us it's coming, and then he drops it on us, and that was pretty good. I'll give you that. Well, as, as, as the president would say, the Sahara, the Sahara dust story is Fake news. We now know. <laughs> it's from UTEP's trophy case. <laughs> <laughs> 
God bless them anyway, right? Right, right. If it wasn't for UTEP, nobody in Conference USA would have a homecoming game. No, that's <laughs> exactly correct. And that, <laughs> that you felt relatively sure, even us, about winning. <laughs> and this is, this, this is actually National Gang Up on UTEP Day, ladies and gentlemen. Correct. So. It is official. It's an official holiday yeah. in the state of Texas, yes. <laughs> so, yes hey, we have, you know, they may have scheduled us for homecoming because we go there on October 17th this year. Yeah, we could be their homecoming date. That is uh, that is for sure. So, Kelly, uh, you're in the uh, ATL, as, as you like to describe it. Uh, yes. For how many days? I'm uh, going to be here through Wednesday and then going up to Nash Vegas in Nashville for the 4th of July. Yeah. And, and then back uh, back with the, back to the salt mine there in Hattiesburg. Right. Your uh, your lovely daughter lives in Atlanta. Is that that's correct, right? Yeah, she she's does. a nurse exactly. out in Atlanta. Yeah. Right. She's okay. actually doing a little shopping now, so I'm hanging out here in the mall with my buddies, you know, Grizz and Diplo. <laughs> be sure to tell them Redskin fans. Be be sure to tell them we said hello. Would you, Kelly? <laughs> I will. Actually I already did and, and they always say the same thing, Bob. Yeah. Who, who's he? <laughs> Kelly Santer, everybody from Atlanta. Kelly, we'll be checking in with you soon, my friend. All right, guys. Thanks. All right. And I don't think we have any outro music, Luke. So let me just say that uh, it's been a good show and appreciate the coach coming on. Certainly uh, enjoyed our conversation with him and uh, our condolences. What a what a tough thing. You know, what a good thing, but what a tough thing to uh, be able to go see your father the last day and then and then know that he's gone. Thankfully, you got in, and, and just look it up. Uh, this is your history lesson for the day. Uh, Dr. Opson actually helped James Meredith after uh, some of the difficulties he went through up in Oxford. and So a great man, and we send our condolences. And uh, Anyway, good show today. Back tomorrow at 1 o'clock, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.